Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This show is brought to you in association with Labbooks. Just click the link on the description to the show, sign up and get a free bet up to £50 when you enter the promo code LAD50. Go on, do it. Blue Welcome to the Man City Show. It's Nigel Rothband back in the chair, and we've got uh, two guests in the studio and one on the phone. Let's start on the phone. Graham Reed, how are you? Well, I was quite good an hour ago, but I was obviously making my way in to the studio and managed to hit traffic, and I'm snapping it. I've done one and a half miles in one hour. You should have. So the... But I am looking forward to discussing all the latest gossip and news. Right, you should have got up earlier, Reedy, that's what I say. But it's, it's good, good to have you on the phone anyway. Sorry you couldn't make it. Made, it, made into the studio are two stalwarts of this city, Man City show. Uh, Joe Doherty. Hi, Nigel. And Lee Warner. Good to be back. Right, yeah, you, where have you been? You've been travelling the world, but you're back. And yeah, you're looking at... Here, bit, here, bit of there, all over the place. Uh, yeah, but back now. Sporting a very nice T-shirt, which we've been discussing before we came on, we, while we were waiting for Reedy to get his arse in here, which he's failed to do. Uh, describe your T-shirt, please, because it has a football theme. Yeah, it's uh, kind of nine different shirts on one shirt, and they're all from kind of the Euro 88 uh, slash Italian 90 uh, tournaments. You've got Russia, Denmark, Holland, England, Italy, etc. Very smart it is, but no too. Ireland. No, I'm because of shit. They're not. <laughs> listen, I, I, listen, let's start off with uh, Norwich City, mm. our last game. And I suppose, Reedy, you can kick us off on this. So we don't play well, we lose a lead, and then manage to snatch victory. Is that the form of champions? Is that to me, Nigel? Yes, it is. Yeah, well, I was there on Saturday. As you know, I normally go to the games. And... Um, the, um, I, I thought they, I thought we played quite well. I thought, uh, obviously, the mistake made it uh, difficult towards the end. But they did step up another gear. And um, I know it sounds ridiculous. They sort of run out reasonably comfortably in the end, um, which is which is the form of champions. Although Arsenal do look to me to be a side that will be chasing us all the way. So, you, you mentioned Otamendi a couple of weeks ago, Reedy. Uh, I think it's fair to yep. say you, you're almost creaming your trousers sitting in the studio here with Nicholas Otamendi, the, the, the greatest play you've ever seen in a sky blue shirt or something like that. Absolutely, and, absolutely. And when that thunderous header went in, the first person I thought of was you. I thought, I bet Nigel calls me any second and says, I'm sorry, Reedy, for even ever doubting you. He rose like a salmon. 
to head it in. Uh, uh, he actually did. He actually did ride like a Sam. I mean, and I, 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 I had to change my seat on Saturday for, the, for different reasons, and I was not far from where he headed it. You could actually hear the ball because the crowd was silent at that stage. Hear well, the ball hit his head, so uh, tripping. No, he was. Listen, you're not the only one who goes to games. Joe Doherty, you were there again. Well, I've been at the last three games. I, I don't know what's happened to me. Um, no, really. Actually, the first person I thought of when the goal went in was you. That was a brilliant header, wasn't it? And I thought it wasn't just the goal that made him brilliant. He defended so well. That um, Ottomendi company pairing, they've played together twice now. They look so solid, so experienced. They're both ball players. They're both intelligent footballers. They're both intelligent defenders. They're both. You know, they both got experience playing in all the big leagues. I, I think those two are going to be brilliant together, and that is, I think that could be the best pair in the centre in the Premier League this year. But just Lee, just going back to this fact that we didn't play well, <laughs> we didn't play well at all for the vast majority of that game. We didn't look convincing. Um, you know, are we, are we going to win the league? You know, easily here is it? We it, it, we were awful. That wasn't league champions form, was it? I don't think any very very rarely a title is won with ease, regardless of the, t- the way the teams are playing around you. Um, I think, you know, we've seen in the past, teams can cruise to the league, but they still show signs of faltering. And I, I think that's what we're sort of doing at the moment. Um, I think probably we're looking around us and thinking, well, the closest team we thought would be closest to us are nowhere near us in Chelsea. And then we're probably maybe getting a little bit complacent because we feel we're actually quite clearly on paper the best team in the league. Um, but that doesn't win you anything. You've still got to go out there um, and put in a dominant performance each week when you're playing teams like Norwich at home. Um, it's been a bit of a weird one because you know we've we've either won against those sorts of teams five or six or really struggle, um, and it can be quite frustrating. But in those games at home, you always kind of fancy us to see it through. Uh, a bit of a different story in Europe in those sorts of games, but I think in the league at home at Norwich, even with the mistake you kind of fancying us to, to see it through in this sort of season as well when we're actually chasing the title rather than defending it because that can sometimes, in the past, when we've been defending the title, we've actually drawn or lost those sorts of games. Uh, Reedy, uh, I'm, I'm interested to get your view. Obviously, uh, we'll come on to the Palace game uh, and uh, the fact we're through to the quarterfinals again for the, for the Capital One Cup. But due to yeah. one young man's performance meant uh, he started up front with Bonnie. And uh, yeah. how exciting was that to see uh, the young boy starting up front there? Well, it was exciting for some. Um, but from my point of view, he played very well, very, very well, and looked a real prospect against Palace. And the best bit, obviously, was being highlighted was when he was through on goal and he squared it for De Bruyne to score, which showed great maturity for a young lad. However, in the last, and I know they were winning 4-0 or 5-0 at the time, but in the last 15 minutes against Palace, they brought Bonnie off, who's, who, who actually can't seem to shoot at all. However, what he does do, he brings a lot of power and strength to the whole thing. When he got bought off, we ended up with Garcia, Roberts, and, and this new chap up front. And we looked lightweight, is the truth of it. I know we scored the fifth goal, but um, I thought the three of them in the last 10 minutes, if you actually watch the game, Palace, Palace got more of the ball in 15 minutes. Because we couldn't hold on to it, and it, it's... I'm not so, I don't think Bodie's good enough to play for us at the very highest level. But what he does do, he will show up and he's big and strong. I wouldn't have played the young kid on Saturday. I'd have had him on the bench. Yeah, I think that's a shout, actually. Um, Boney, I totally agree. He's, he's a good player to have in the squad. 
he does play a different role to Aguero in that he brings other people in. Like Aguero is always the furthest player forward. Bonnie drops back. You could almost imagine him playing number ten if you needed him to. But the difference between them is Kalecci just looks so confident in himself, and he always believes what he's going to do is right. And he played a really as well as scoring a good goal. Played a brilliant ball for um, Garcia's goal. He looked up for against Norwich and you know, a bit isolated. Bonnie just doesn't look confident to me at the moment, and. I, was... I agree, but against against Palace, and, and he was excellent. I'm not I'm not putting a damper on his performance. He was excellent. However, there was a lot of time and space. Norwich did what most teams will do at, at, at the Etihad. They came with eleven blokes behind the ball, and they really did sit behind the ball, and they said break us down. And and you know it's hard enough as you're aware of to break down eleven blokes. But the lad on Saturday didn't have any room and didn't have the experience, the intelligence, or the strength. So, to, to find himself into a dangerous situation. So, so if Inahacho's not not good enough, is which is what you're saying. No, I didn't and, say but, that. Well, I think he's. I think he's a real good prospect. All right, but you'd start him on the bench if, if you. You know, you wouldn't start right. him. Is what you said. And and Bonnie's misfiring. No. Who, who do we play up front? Joe Hart or someone? Well, <laughs> well he's. <laughs> Go on, I, I would play Bonnie up. I would play Bonnie up front for now. Okay. Lee. Yeah, no, I was going to say, I think it was the natural move to give Kelechi a start. I think he's shown a lot of promise off the bench uh, with very limited time. I think Pellegrini, he gives him such little time off the bench, those sorts of players. Um, so it was a natural move after you know playing well in midweek. And he was never actually going to get more than 45, 50 minutes with Sterling on the bench, regardless of the scoreline. It was quite obvious. But he did well. Um, I'm excited for him for the future. Um, would he be getting this much game time if we still had Jeco or another striker as well as Bonnie Aguero? Probably not, um, which is an interesting one, really, because Pellegrini's almost his hands almost been forced in giving these youngsters a go, even if it's just five minutes off the bench. So it's strange because the past two or three seasons we, we, we've seen such little youth progress from Pellegrini. He's just he's had such a deep squad and, and not as many injuries as we've had this season. So it's an interesting one. I think a lot of people would still say. Um, Bonnie to start um, but his, his finishing has left a lot to be desired so far which is frustrating I'm surprised about that with Bonnie because when he was at Swansea I thought he was one of the best finishers I'd ever seen he just looks a bit he's, he's, he's snatching at chances he knows, his, he knows his chances in the team are limited the second Aguero's back he's out of the team regardless of you know unless he's literally scoring two or three goals a game and he's really out excelling himself then he's, he's not going to keep his place so he knows he's got to score which means he's snatching his chances Having said that, his hold-up play is fantastic, in my opinion. He gives us something we haven't had in a while, because Dzeko never, was never like that. Tevez, maybe, is the last player I can think of who really put himself about up front and, and brought others into play. So it's, it's, it's fresh and exciting to see, but he needs to score more. Yeah. Can we just touch on Joe as well, having mentioned Joe Hart? Um, and is, is, you were there, Joe, sort of a bit, bit of an error, but then redeemed himself with a fantastic save in the, in, the, in the dying minutes. You know what, it was an error, but I'm not worried about Hart like I was two years ago when he went on that run. Two reasons. One was he made a great... three reasons, sorry. One was he made a great save. Two, the attention should be on the Norwich keeper, who I thought made a stupid mistake in a, cruci- in a far more crucial moment of the game. Three, two years ago when he was making mistakes, there was a lot of... all the eyes were on him, and I think that affected him further, because all the other teams around us, you know, Chelsea, Arsenal, Liverpool, United, they all had a quality goalie that season. This season's been different. Czech made a mistake in his first game for Arsenal. Uh, you know, Begovic has made mistakes at Chelsea. De Gea made the biggest mistake by staying at United when he could have been at Real Madrid. The spotlight won't be on Hart to the same extent this season. I think 
you know, just leave him alone after that game. They all have made a mistake this season. He proved he was still up for it afterwards. Give him time, he'll be back to his best. Uh, why did Kolarov take the penalty? Reedy, you, you were there. Kolarov, not, not the best penalty taker. You had other players on the pitch who were proven penalty takers, proven goal scorers. Um, he, he utilised the fact that he was skipper at the time and um, he pulled his way into it and thought he'd score but uh, obviously he didn't so there you go I was really disappointed Conroff took the penalty because of the three people who wanted to take it Sterling I wouldn't have minded taking it because he won it he'd come off the bench he'd worked hard he'd got us, got us going Need, needs a goal not the same extent but he could do with another goal Bonnie does need a goal and I would have really liked him to get the penalty and really shut up some of the people sitting around me who kept slagging him off because it really pissed me off. To, to be honest, I think this is a bit of a... I don't know. I don't think it really mattered. I think I'd expect Kolarov to put it away. I'd expect any of our players to put it away. Uh, so it, he missed it. That's it. It was the last second. It doesn't <coughs> matter. And if it was one or maybe it'd be a bit more important. I just don't think it's good for morale, though. If, if someone does that in the team, where he's bullied his way to the top and then missed it, I don't think that's really good for teams. I think they all love Kolarov. I know he's quite well liked in the team. I don't think mm. it Can I talk about the injuries? Because obviously Zabba went off and at the time we were pretty concerned. By all accounts, it's not as bad as they first thought. But actually, you know, our injury list, my favourite City player over the last 20 years, Fabian Delph, um, is obviously injured as well. And that concerns me, Reedy. You know, Del- you know our, our favourite player, Delphi, um, not, not happy that he's not around. Nasri, Silva, Aguero, and, and we've won... I think four out, of our fast, four out of our last five games and scored 20 goals without Silva and Aguero. Maybe we should drop them anyway. And it's this injury issue, it's not really, it's not that important, is it? I, I think, Nigel, I read today that Delft and Clichy are on the plane to Seville. Yeah, they're, ba- they're, they're, back, they're back training, I believe. Yeah, both of them, yeah. Yeah, which obviously I will be as well. Of course, anyway, of course. Um, yeah, of course. I thought I'd try that in. Um, yeah, no, to be honest with you, the injury list, I, I thought it was a great point Gary Neville made last week on the commentary at, uh, at the other ground where he said any team the missing Aguero and Silva arguably the best two players. And then he said arguably the best two players in the Premier League. I think that says a lot that we're sitting top of the league, we're still in the quarterfinals, we're scraping through in a reasonable position in Europe without your two best players, which I think is remarkable. Any comments about the, the injuries? I'm looking at Lee or, or, or Joe. I mean, the, the injury list from the start of the season to now has, has been ridiculous. Uh, the amount of players who have been injured or come back and then gone out again, it's, it's bizarre. But the fact that we are still top of the league, the fact that we're still you know, smashing teams, not every week, but we're, we're, we're still scoring in, in the fours and fives and sixes at times, uh, is really impressive, really nice to see. Um, and we're not really carrying any players at the moment. Uh, players like Navas are stepping up. Um, the defence, you know, you look at players last season like Sanya, who was a bit ropey with his, with his um, contributions and, and things like that, and, and the fact that we're able to rotate our centre-halves and feel quite comfortable who whichever one of them is playing. I think a lot of people would probably have thought that Mangala was quite hard done by in the derby to not be starting with, with company, because I actually think he's been the better centre-half over the course of the season than Otamendi. Um, although I do like Otamendi, I think he, he strikes me as a player who isn't going to get phased by the boo boys and the criticism if, if it comes his way. He just kind of takes it in his stride, gets on with it, and, and he's clearly like a very, very classy centre half. So it's great to have that depth um, 
I don't think we can last the whole season with these sorts of injuries and I think it'll be great to see some of those boys back soon players like Delph I don't I, he strikes the sort of player we'll probably only see five or six times this season one of those but it's a shame so. I love him I love Fabian Delph yeah he's, he's yeah. a City absolute legend. club legend yeah. City legend he's the new Glauber isn't he he is absolutely um, but yeah in terms of the injuries um, Silva and Aguero aside I don't feel like a lot of the injuries we haven't really missed them that much I mean Delph we haven't seen anything of him and Fernando actually has really stepped up this season I really am starting to warm to him yeah, yeah. Fernandinho as well I think genuinely one of our best players of the season so far. And then you take Nasri as well, and obviously, you know, he hasn't stepped up for about a year, and we brought De Bruyne in, who's better than him, and I mean, of that front, of that load of attacking midfielders we've got, I think Nasri's the one that we'll probably get rid of first, because he doesn't do the same thing as Navas and Sterling, and in terms of sort of his position, Silver and De Bruyne are so much better than him, and have better attitudes than him, so... I'm quite happy to see the back of Nasri soon. I'm, I'm keen. I know you, you're a great fan of De Bruyne as well, Reedy, and, and I'm keen to get your view. You know, you've not been on the show yeah, well, for a I'm few pleased, weeks. I'm, I'm, I'm pleased you mentioned him because I, I, I think last time I was on, someone mentioned the word Colin Bell and De Bruyne in the same sentence. That was that was I'm me. Watching, that was me, Reedy. I think you might might it remember. Was you. And, and I always said when you used to referee, you talk nonsense about football. <laughs> and <laughs> I still think the same. This is a very, very good footballer we've signed. He's nowhere near as good as Colin Bell and he's nowhere near as good as David Silva. He is a very, very good footballer and he's definitely good enough for our team. But I'm not going to put him on the same planet as Silva and Bell. I don't know what the statistics are, but he's you know he scored an assist. You know, in, in these last seven games, he's he scored four and four assists or something. He's, Joe, given, the ball, he's given the ball away against Palace and against Norwich more times in two games than David Silva has in four seasons. Even so, is that a fact? Is that Opta? <laughs> Don't look at me. Um, I've, I've think about De Bruyne that I'm just so relieved about. And this shouldn't be the thing I'm most happy about. Him, is he is such a good corner taker? And after oh, last, he's good in that. I mean, he's got more to his game than that. It's just that's the thing I'm most relieved to see in our team after last season, which was a farce. All every game, wasting these chances. You know, we scored a goal, a really important goal, and a very good goal from a corner on Saturday. So I'm delighted that we finally got someone who can just do that. I'm, I'm willing to have a bet. I'm willing. That's true. I'm willing to have a bet with you now, Reedy. Okay, then. In terms of when we look back, I don't know, in ten years' time, in terms of City legends, whether it'll be yeah. your mate creaming cream my trousers, Otamendi, or yeah. the brilliant. Uh, Kevin, Colin, Bell, De Bruyne. It'll be definitely De Bruyne who will be the bigger legend of those two. Well, no question. <laughs> Go on. Well, I'm, not, I'm not questioning it. I think, I think he's a terrific starting. I think he's a terrific footballer. But with those points in City, when you watch the best player in my... I mean, I saw Colin Bell at the end. But the best player I've ever seen play for me is in David Silva. He's got to in the Premier League. And compared to him... That's the problem. You sign a fifty-four million pound footballer, he does great things, but you then expect him to do great things all the time. Well, I know he's only twenty-four and Silver's probably twenty-eight, but um, every game I go, I sit awe at David Silver and what a fantastic footballer he is. And when it's Kevin De Bruyne, there are times I've watched him went to Bridget Gladback, and that light stuck out on the right hand side. He must have given it away at least ten times in the first half hour. That doesn't mean he's not a very, very good player. He's All right. Not in the same we'll, we'll wait and see. Lee? I think he's a, a, slight, I think he's a slightly different player to, to Silva, and I also don't think there's any point in comparing them because Silva is genuinely probably our best 
ever technically gifted player that we, we have had and probably ever will have. Um, De Bruyne, I think, what I like about him is that he looks like he really cares about his football, like his own personal game. When you compare yeah, to him to someone like Nasri, who can come on and just doesn't really look like he's that concerned about his own performance. Um, De Bruyne, he looks like he gets frustrated with himself. He he looks like he's been practic- He looks like one of these kids who practice so much as, as a kid to get his passing right. And and there's times where he'll just thread a ball through, and it's just fantastic to see. And he's he's, he's assisting a lot, and and the more goals will come. I'm sure of that. And he's just he's just a really sort of refreshing player to have in the team compared to some of the players we've had in the past few years. Um, I, someone we didn't mention because um, we've only really touched on the Palace game, and, and I'm keen. to a young lad came on, and, and Joe, I'm keen to get your view of sort of young uh, uh, Manu Garcia, who came on and scored his uh, scored a goal. Um, well, you, you've watched him over the years. Well, I would say something quite interesting. He is the first player I've ever seen come on for City and score for them who's younger than me. So I'm delighted for him. How old are you? Fourteen. Uh, 15 <laughs> no I was delighted for Manu um, I think to play regularly and to make it at City he's going to need to bulk up a bit he looks he's smaller and, and slighter than Navas which says it all really but I think he's very technically gifted I've watched a bit of him play in the youth team last year he he took his goal very well as well against two massive centre-halves so I just hope he doesn't do a Lopez. I hope he really makes it. Because with, with what we've invested in and the fact that we were willing to get rid of Lopez and Potho in the summer, I'm really hoping that, that, was, that he's really special if he was good enough to push them out. Reedy, you've Reedy, you got, you got a view on young Manu Garcia? No, but I, I would like to just go back on one thing, if you don't mind, Nigel. Um, we mentioned uh, City's most technical player. I happened to watch Fantasy Football Club last week. And Stuart Pearce was on. Mm. And he was picking his greatest ever 11 players. He's played with that fantasy thing if you ever seen it. Yeah. And he had, um, he had all these, imagine the wonderful players he had, Gaspoin, Brian Robson, Shearer, uh, you know, Gary Lineker, fantastic, fantastic players. Players that didn't get in the team were Lampard and Gerrard and Beckham and Stoll, all not included. Guess who he did include in his team? Ali Bernabia. Ali Bernabia. Legend. Ali Blumenthal, who was, quite frankly, the second best player I've seen at City technically bar silver. He oh, was he wonderful. Went, he went a good old, good old Stuart Pearce for pointing it out. And what and what did he say about Bernard? What was it he said about him? Obviously, he does, with all these programs, they don't just stick him in; they give a good reason. So, what what was it about him that he said made him make that eleven? He was wonderfully gifted, and he was absolutely fantastic. And then he went on to say what a great bloke he is as well. <laughs> <laughs> did, you, did, you, did, you, did you recall the story about his penalty he got on the last day? Oh, Paul Psycho, <laughs> yeah. Sky did, yeah. didn't he? For his it would have been his 100th goal. No, as well. but they were, no, they were saying that before the game, Bernardi walked up to him in, in the change room and said, that, I see you need one goal for 100, I will give you the goal. <laughs> and there's about five minutes left, and he, he, he basically put his foot on it, having got his penalty area, and deliberately put it up against someone's hand, put the ball down on the spot, and said, Stuart, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> That's class. So, Good on him. He's obviously a decent footballer. Oh, I loved him. I love Bernardo. Often forgotten. Typical of Stuart Pearce to have missed the penalty. So <laughs> fitting. Really. He wouldn't have done it if he wasn't in a city shirt. <laughs> All right, listen. Let's talk about sort of the games to come. So we, we kind of touched on Norwich and Palace, both victories. Um, Reedy, uh, what time's your plane to Sevilla? I'm off. I'm off from Luton in the morning at eight thirty. I'm flying. 
I'm flying to Farwell and uh, driving off the road to be from there. Before we talk about the game, on a scale of 1 to 10, uh, yeah. 1 being you will be completely silent throughout the UEFA anthem, and 10 being you will boo it uh, with an inch of your life, give me a scale of how loudly you will be booing or not, please, Mr. Reid. I'm, I'm not going to boo. When you grab back, I boo. And with that, Graham Reid goes. We've lost him. If you were at that game, Lee... Is, is he still oh, he's still there. You're still there, Reid. kind of hanging on by... Well, he'll come, he'll come back. In the yeah. meantime, while he's thinking, so, so yeah. I know we've, we've touched on this, you've not been on for a few weeks, but in terms of the booing debate, um, you're, are you a 10 out of 10 man? Are you a, a reedy who I'm, will be polite and, and well-respecting of, of the whole UEFA situation? I'm a, I'm a 10 out of 10 man in the sense I agree with it. Um, I like to kind of soak in the atmosphere myself, though, rather than... Uh, Booing uh, an anthem—it's just a bit. It's a bit of an effort. I, I find I prefer to to save my energy for for the singing of songs. But uh, yeah, no, hundred percent behind behind the kind of um, boycott, should we say, of uh, UEFA. I'll be booing in the pub tomorrow, full on <laughs> ten. Right, just right. while having people are having the dinner, just yeah, yeah. stood there by yourself. And I think we were, to- we, 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 were, we were talking about this, and I think mathematically the way it works, I think if we win, we can qualify if Juve beat Borussia Mönchengladbach. I think that's how it is, isn't it? I think if they, if, if Juve beat uh, Mönchengladbach and, and we beat Sevilla, we qualify. Then it's just between us and Juve in terms of who ends up first and second. And of course, it's not goal difference, isn't it? It's, it's this whole head-to-head situation. I know if we've done so. a double on Seville, then. Then they can't the, get back. Exactly. So, your thoughts, Joe, ahead of the game then? Uh, we can win, obviously. I don't think we will win. I, if you offered me a draw, like and a draw where we did to them what we did at United a couple of weeks ago, take that every day of the week. We don't look confident in Europe. We don't look good in Europe. If Pellegrini plays 4-4-2, we might as well uh, wave goodbye three points. So, um, uh, I... I don't know. I'm taking. I'm going for a nil-nil out there. And what about the lineup then, Lee? How's he going to set us up then? What? I'd hope that he he puts Fernando and Fernandinho in the mm-hmm. centre. Yeah. Um, I don't want to. Ch- I don't want to change too much. So, Bonnie obviously starting up front in that sort of game. Sterling, De Bruyne, um, and who's the other one? I'm um, Nava, Nava, oh, Torre. Oh, Torre, yeah, of course. Torre yeah, I'd probably 10. do that, or maybe even Sterling on the bench and yeah. put Navas in there. And you stick um, with the, the back four that we've played at the weekend, presumably. You'd still have the partnership of well, yeah, Otamendi and, and company, that you, your favoured back two, the centre-backs, rather. Oh, I, w- I wouldn't change it. Yeah. Um, I, I don't see any need to change obviously it. But Zab- I wouldn't, as Zab- I said... Zabba's injured, obviously, so you'll have to... So it, Zabba's it, not going to play, and no. Clichy probably won't be fit enough, mm, and, yes. and I wouldn't bring Mangala in for the sake of it, no, although no. I wouldn't be disappointed if he was playing, so... I just don't want Clichy ever again in the side. Uh, we've got to deal with Conor Plianka. That's the big thing. Uh, at the home game, he destroyed us. But I partly put that down to um, to us not really expecting him to be as good as he was. We've got to be so alert for that guy. We, but that's the most frustrating thing about Europe is we play against teams like Sevilla. You were seeing the last game we played at like Napoli and those sorts yeah. of teams and, and CSK even. And, and, and we just don't... We look shocked that they're good which is ridiculous because they're in the Champions League and they're in major leagues in the world. We're not turning up against Bournemouth and Norwich and, and a, a shit Newcastle. We're, we're, playing, we're playing teams where we could feasibly prefer, like, prefer to have two or three of their players to oh, our own. Right. So it's, it's crazy that we turn up with that attitude. But at the same time, they're teams that if we turned up with the right attitude, we should be comfortable. Yeah, I'm, absolutely. I'm, I'm sick and tired of every season. Admittedly, it hasn't happened this season because we've managed to turn those what were draws into wins. But I'm sick and tired of... Every other, every season, 
just getting stupid draws at home to teams like Roma, Napoli, Dortmund a bit different because they were... Did we draw to Ajax as well? Oh yeah, Ajax when we were 2-0 up and there was an awful penalty. Yeah, CSKA, just crap draws at home against teams we should be beating. I mean, like you said, obviously they're better than Bournemouth, but I think if if we turned up against these teams... Yeah, you know we should beat them quite comfortably. So, Reedy, I don't know if you're back because we lost you for a minute. And you I don't st- know. Back. You are back, good man. So we, we, you were you were just telling us about your booing in terms of you were going to show you weren't going to boo. I think is what you were saying. Well, I, booed, I booed in Germany. I didn't enjoy it at home. I I, I, I wonder <coughs> with the Europe thing. I, I wonder what happens to the home crowd. It's, um, I'm sure you debate this, but it's just um, it just lacks an atmosphere for the European nights at the moment, and I. Um, I think uh, the start of booing doesn't always set it off to the right tone. But um, maybe tomorrow away in Spain I might give it a good boo. Who knows? And in terms of your thoughts, in terms of, you know, we've obviously not started well in Europe. We've, we've managed to get ourselves in a situation where a win potentially means we qualify. Uh, what are your thoughts ahead of the game in terms of uh, how we're going to fare there? Well, I hope we're going to play like, like we did at United in terms of how we line up with Fernando, Fernandinho and Fernando. Um, where they, those two played together in Rome last year and were excellent. They were excellent old Trafford. And if we were lucky enough to qualify, even if we end up in second or we have to play Bayern or Barcelona, I would like to think that they will play those two guys in there, even maybe Delft, make three of them at some point, where we become difficult to beat away from home in Europe and just rely on Silva and Aguero and De Bruyne up front. The rest of them basically depends. Um, rather than go gung-ho like we have done the last couple of years and get knocked out. But um, we'll see. So hopefully tomorrow we'll play those two boys in there, possibly Torre in front of them. I don't know. Uh, we'll see, uh, see where we end up. Totally agree. I think uh, Chelsea showed last season there are games where you just need to go and grind out a 1-0 or a 0-0. Not the best sort of football, but since Mancini, we've never really done that. But So it's quite refreshing, in a way, to see us being able to play negatively but get results. And I was saying about the United game, um, I was really pleased with a nil-nil there because it was one of those, you know, you come out the ground, their fans are moaning at you, saying, oh, we should have been beating you a day. And you're just going, you know, well, if that's we were there for the beating, if that's the best you can do, you know, come and beat us. That's the best you can do is get a nil-nil. It's good that we've finally learned how to frustrate teams away from home. And I think that will really help us in the long run in Europe. And after that, um, then it's, uh, I don't know whether you've still got contacts at Villa Reedy or not, but I know uh, over the years you've had certain contacts at the ground. I don't know if that's still the case. Yep. He's still there, yeah, is he? he? Yeah, he's still, he's still there, hanging on. With, uh, who knows next week when the new fellow takes over, but he's been there 15 years, so yeah, he should be all right. All right, so you, I, I guess you're going there as well. And uh, Remy Gard's first first uh, game in charge. you know much about him? Obviously played for Arsenal. I believe Arsenal, no. Arsene Wenger gave him a bit of a... Uh, a they rang him up for his CV and he, and he gave him a, a good reference and uh, that's how he got the job by all accounts. I don't he know if that's true. He, he speaks French and they got four French-speaking players so that's why he got the job, I think. Is that right? Wenger asked for the CV but he couldn't see it. Before I just came on the radio, they were one down early on tonight, actually. So against, um, against the Spurs, aren't they? He's in, the, Spurs, di- he's yeah, in the director's box. He's watching from there. He's Remy this yeah. evening. Yeah. Very good. So, uh, before we go then, quick prediction for the weekend then, Lee. Vill- uh, Villa away on Sunday, one thirty kickoff. Yeah, I think it'll be a sort of convincing but low-scoring game. I'm going to say um, 1-0 to City. Uh, I'd take a draw, but, you know, I'd, I'd go for 2-1 to us. 
And uh, finally, Reedy, thank you very much for persevering on the phone. Uh, sorry you couldn't make it into the studio. Give us your final yep. pr- your prediction then for the uh, Sunday 1.30 kick-off against Villa. 3-1 away win for us and 1-1 tomorrow night. Fantastic. Listen, uh, appreciate you two making the effort to get in the studio. Reedy, get up earlier, as I said before. Safe journey. Uh, thank you thank to Graham Reid on the phone and in the studio to Lee Warner and Joe Doherty. This is Nigel Rothband saying thanks for listening and we'll talk to you all very soon. This is a playback media production served to you in association with Why Not Think People. Sports Social Podcast Network.